Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi there, y'all. I hope you are doing well. We are a little over halfway into January 2023, if you're listening when this episode comes out, and I have had a very odd start to my year. I've been at home a lot more than I expected, which has been good, which has been okay. I I keep telling myself that I've been given the gift of time, which is so overplayed, I know. And you may also know from listening to this podcast that I am all about action, even when I shouldn't be. Even when I should be about rest and rejuvenation, something deep in my being pushes me to go, go, go. It's not just something. It's old trauma. I know that. But I'm working on it, just like I know many of you are working on yours. For me, it's that sense that unless I'm contributing to the world in whatever way, I'm not valuable. And of course, the old trauma says that whatever I'm contributing is never enough. Maybe you felt that way. Maybe that sounds completely ridiculous to you, but that's what I've been going through the past couple weeks. So I've spent some time this week trying to really dig down into this gift of time and use it to figure out some things about myself and the world I want to live in, which is my definition of manifestation, creating the world that I want to live in inside and out. I think the term manifestation gets a bad rap, and it really should, actually, in a lot of cases. First, we're always being told to manifest something externally, a new house, a car, money, some sort of material good. And that's all fine, but I don't think that really gets to the core of what creation is. And second, there's a message out there that all you need is positive thinking. And if you don't get the things you want, it's because you're not thinking positively enough, which is, in my opinion, absurd. Best case, it dismisses the very important solar plexus chakra characteristic of action, as well as most of the rest of the energy system. And worst case, it blames you for the failure of things to simply appear in your life, even when there are very real societal and systemic reasons that you cannot have or accomplish certain things. Certainly not with simply the ease of just thinking good thoughts about them. And it's this sort of manifestation myth that I want to address today. What is the role of negative thinking in manifestation? How do we prevent it from showing up? Do we even need to prevent it from showing up? And if it shows up, what do we need to do, if anything? Now, if you are new to manifesting through the chakras or you're wondering how it even works, I'm going to suggest a couple of things if you want to learn more. Way back in 2021, I did a whole series on chakra manifestation basics. It's episodes 54 to 61. You can go back and get some details there. I'll go over the process briefly today, just so we're all on the same page. And if you're interested in learning more or going deeper into the process to really create something specific for yourself, 
consider enrolling in my seven-day manifestation course where we take each chakra day by day and really dig deep into its role in the process and do exercises to help you understand exactly what you want to create and how. I'll put the link for that in the show notes. It's also in my Instagram bio. Um, I also have a more advanced seven-week course, but if you're just learning, that might feel overwhelming. So there are a few things that you can do to get a good handle on this manifestation with the chakras journey. Of course, you don't need all of that to get some good information out of this episode, so don't go away. Here are the basics about manifesting with the chakras, starting at the root. And as you're thinking about what it is that you'd like to create, identify all of your fears around it. All of them. Even if they don't seem directly related, just get them out onto a piece of paper or a voice memo, somewhere where you can reference them. At the sacral chakra, start to identify the emotion that goes with each fear. And you're going to say that fear is your emotion, but I'm going to say that what you're afraid of is feeling the emotion that goes with each fear, whether that's rejection, embarrassment, some discomfort, some terrible feeling is holding you back, and the sacral chakra will help you know what that is. Then play with that feeling until you can get more stable in it. This is a tough one to do, which is why I have some emotional exercises that go along with it, but for now, just play with what each of those feelings feels like in your body. Then in the solar plexus chakra, where we take action, commit to doing one thing, anything at all, however small, that is in service of your creation. Then do it right away. Don't think about it. The solar plexus doesn't think, it just does. That's what you're going to do. In the heart chakra, we start practicing gratitude. It's easy to be grateful for what we have. It's tougher to be grateful for what we don't have yet. And that's what we practice here as we're manifesting, being grateful in advance. The throat chakra is where we start speaking the truth of what's to come. It doesn't have to be an announcement to everyone in the world, but talking about your creation to the appropriate people and to yourself in a way that affirms what is coming. In the third eye chakra, there's a visualization exercise where we imagine every detail about what the manifestation could look like. It's a full sensory experience that's really important because it sets up our vibrational energy to match our dreams. And then in the crown chakra, we let go of everything. We spend time establishing what we want and why we want it and then let it go trusting that the universe will bring it to us in the appropriate way at the appropriate time. This is where we learn not to get caught up in how things happen and learn to let things happen. So that's an overview of the basic chakra manifestation process. You can probably imagine how negative thoughts could creep in at any step. The first time is, of course, when you're identifying your fears and then determining exactly the emotion that goes with that fear. Fear is really uncomfortable, so it isn't surprising that we'd have a negative reaction to putting it front and center of our experience. And that's why people in the think-only-positive-thoughts camp don't ever like to dwell on fear. 
which makes sense, except that the fear is there, whether we acknowledge it or not. If we're just trying to layer positive thinking over the fear, it's, it's like putting a, a coat of paint over a moldy wall. You might cover it up for a bit, but the mold is eventually going to grow and leak through. Same with your fear. Same with those uncomfortable emotions lying underneath your fear. They will be there, informing everything you do, whether you think about it or not, whether you push them down when they come up or not. So my suggestion is, let's just be honest about it up front. We always talk about being our authentic selves, and the truth is that part of that is being afraid of failure, of success, of rejection, happiness, sadness, loneliness, anxiety. We're afraid of those things sometimes. And to deny that is to deny our core being, which is not going to end well, even if you're not trying to manifest something. So if you have a negative reaction to fear, you're normal, not holding yourself back. In fact, letting that fear sit in your unconscious is far more likely to hold you back than facing it head on. Negative thinking can also come during the action phase. And that's when we just dial in on the smallest possible step. When it's time to do something about our dreams, we have instant thoughts of, I don't know how, or what if it goes wrong, or people will laugh at me, or whatever your version of negative thinking is. At that point, you can either take a step anyway, which is serious solar plexus chakra energy, or drop back down into your root and sacral chakras and use the work there again to get yourself through those uncomfortable feelings. Either way, you'll be ready to take the step, even when the negative thinking is present. When we get to the heart chakra and above, the negative thinking changes a little. And to me, this is where it gets insidious because we don't always even recognize it as negative thinking. If we're supposed to feel gratitude in the heart chakra for things or situations that don't exist yet, negative thinking shows up as being ungrateful, sure, but worse, the feeling or belief that we should be grateful when we're not. And then that quickly translates into guilt or shame. These are very low vibration emotions that get in the way of creating really fast. And we don't even really notice them sometimes because this is another time when we push aside our actual emotions, trying to replace them with emotions we prefer rather than doing the work to process the negative emotions or negative thinking. In the heart chakra, I suggest practicing gratitude, which is such a popular thing to say, but I mean it like you would practice piano or practice a sport. Think of something you do truly feel grateful for. A pet, your child, whatever really does bring up an honest wave of gratitude in you. Notice what that feels like. Then hold on to that sensation as you think through the things you worry that you should be grateful for, but struggle to be. Example, I know so many women who know they should be grateful for their health and their bodies, but what they actually feel is anger or disgust toward their bodies for not conforming to a societal arbitrary standard that makes no sense. So the cognitive dissonance there, the attempt 
to believe two conflicting ideas at the same time makes feeling gratitude nearly impossible. Our head is giving us two thoughts that don't go together, and it creates shame and embarrassment and overall unhappiness to try to believe them both. In this example, I suggest we bring our gratitude down into small, manageable chunks, just like you might if you were practicing a new song on the piano. You work at feeling grateful for small, specific things that your body can do and build those up into gratitude for the whole thing. That's really just one example. I bring it up because I hear it a lot, but this technique works on all kinds of times you're trying to manifest something but get hung up on the gratitude part. It's a literal practice, something that you can attempt every day, not with the assumption that you'll get it perfect in that minute, but that you're working on getting a little better at it each day, knowing that you'll be playing a whole sonata soon. The throat chakra is kind of an obvious place for negative thinking and speaking, You can say your negative thoughts out loud or even just communicating them with yourself in your head. That takes place in this energy center, and it's where we get the idea that negative thinking gets in the way of manifestation. And in a way, it will. If we put low energy thoughts into the world, low energy results will come back to us. But it's virtually impossible to be truthful if we deny the existence of the negative thoughts in the first place. And truth is one of the core tenets of the throat chakra. Lies are its shadow side. And lies are what most of our negative thinking is, especially during creation. But there's a relatively easy way to address these negative thoughts that isn't trying to cover them up. I'm sure you've heard of affirmations. I've talked about them on this show, and I think they're great. The trouble with them is that we don't always believe them, at least not right away, And therefore, they come out of our throat chakra as lies. If your negative thought is, I can't do that, the simplest way to turn it around is just add the word yet. I can't do that yet. You might even add on, but I can learn. That is a believable statement for most of us. Now we're addressing the fear, the negative thought, And rather than trying to counter it with a lie, we counter it with a truth. That is a high vibration energy that offers hope and potential. In the example I just mentioned about our relationship with our bodies, it can be too much to say, I love my body, when we haven't truly loved our bodies. Because we're told not to, but that is a whole separate issue that I could talk about for hours. But we can say, I want to love my body. I want to care for it in a loving way that feels good. And that could be true. I know everyone says you have to speak your affirmations in the present tense, and I do think that's helpful, but not if your brain knows it's a lie. That will just block up your throat chakra, stopping one of the most powerful tools you have in manifestation. Negative thinking in the third eye chakra and crown chakra comes from the same place, an unwillingness to bring negative thoughts forward into our consciousness and the inability to let go of how we think our dreams could come to life. The third eye chakra is where we talked about visualization 
of your dream and why you want it. And I think we think this is actually easier than it is. When you imagine what you want, you probably think of a specific thing, a promotion, more money, a relationship, whatever it is that you want to manifest. That's the what. The why is trickier. Why do you want a promotion? Why do you want more money? Why do you want a new relationship? Why? Really? If you dig down, most of the time you'll find that what you want is the feeling that you think this manifested thing will bring you. A promotion will give you a greater sense of self-worth. More money will make you happier. A new relationship will make you feel loved. Your why isn't the thing in and of itself. It's the feeling you want to have. And that brings up all those negative thoughts and feelings we talked about down in the root and sacral chakras. Your worth or lovability doesn't come from your job or from other people. So even if you were to bring those things to you, the high you get from them isn't sustainable. And you'll find yourself looking for the next thing. When you dial in on your why and acknowledge the negative thoughts that come up with that why, you're more likely to discover what it is that you really want to manifest. Maybe instead of a promotion or more money, you want to manifest greater inner confidence, a knowing that you have intrinsic value that doesn't rely on external stories or validation. That's the work of the third eye and crown chakra. Negative thinking, specifically in the crown chakra, is thinking that we know best how to get what we want. It's the grasping, the holding tight to our how, the way we think it has to be. And this, again, is so insidious because it feels like we're being positive and proactive by rushing down a particular path toward our goals, ignoring any feelings that come up, ignoring our intuition that tells us that maybe this isn't where we're supposed to be. We're so busy chasing that new job, that new love, the thing we think we're supposed to have because this is what people our age have, that we lose trust in the universal plan. It doesn't feel like negative thinking, but it is a version of it. And we have work to do in our crown chakras to help release that and get back in touch with our authenticity. Once all of this work is done... Haha, I don't know that it's actually all ever done, but once this process of going through your creation steps and clearing the negative thinking that shows up in each chakra, you might find yourself going back to the start, to the root chakra, and beginning again. Or you might use the crown to root manifestation channeling process. I think I mentioned it earlier, but that's a, a more complex process, or at least I think it's more complex, that I suggest using after you get through this basic one which also isn't so basic. So there you go. Manifesting is tough and it's definitely not just thinking positive and hoping that everything will go your way. It might, it definitely might, but most of us spend so much time forcing the process that it doesn't. So these are techniques and skills and energy work you can use to streamline the process and stop getting in your own way with the inevitable and not to be ignored negative thinking. If you think this is useful and you want to go a little deeper with me, I do have the entire course, including the thought exercises, emotional exercises, journaling prompts, and more in my seven-day manifestation course. You can get most of the info for free here on the podcast, of course, but 
because I truly believe it's, I truly do believe it's important to have this information available in the world. But the course, the course just brings it all together, puts it all in one place and gives you an easy to follow process. It's not maybe easy to actually do since you have to be willing to get pretty uncomfortable to grow, but it is easy to follow. And then if you really want to start creating and manifesting, you could look into the seven-week course with meditation, breathing or pranayama modules, daily writing and clarification exercises and more. If you have questions about either of these, just reach out on Instagram or Facebook and I can help you out. Or if you want to hop on a short Zoom call to talk about it, we can do that too. Anyway, links to all that are in the show notes as well as a link to the Patreon page where you can get bonus content and also be a part of ensuring the continued existence of this podcast. Remember, negative thinking is part of life, not something that we need to hide from or ignore. In fact, that's a surefire way to get those negative thoughts into the world. Instead, let's bring our conscious and unconscious negative thinking into the light and learn to use it to our advantage in each chakra. No need to be afraid of it. I hope you all have the most amazing day, and I can't wait to hear from you. Bye.